I was in town today. Just uh, I, I try to go maybe once a month, as little as possible, because I don't really like uh, busy places. And Sudbury is not a, a relatively big city, but it's busy enough for me. But every store you go into now, there's little signs going up about banning of, of certain pesticides, insecticides, and a whole host of chemicals that people have been using for years. And here's a handwritten note in the hardware store telling us that this is so. This is the same time as they're banning or making people make sure there's no weeds in their garden. You find if there's not for herbicides. Back with more after these messages. Then the chuck wobbles and falls off with the bearing. 
or it'll hold the charge three times and that's it. Looks like the real thing. And this junk is allowed to be sold across whole continents. Amazing, isn't it? Intensification of activation. Think about it. This is what Huxley and others talked about. They said that time would come where because they would collapse all of the old standards, it meant laws as well to do with quality control, etc. They also meant the destruction of the old society and the bonds of culture that held them together, which had to be done to bring an international culture, not just any old international culture they could develop, but the one that they planned to develop to serve the masters, you see. They said there would be an intense period of aggravation. If you understand how they, under, they work, these people, and they talk about the laws of nature and the opposites of the law of nature to do with spring and fall and winter and summer, that's how they often couch it, then you can guide the outcomes of the conflicts, you see. That's what they mean by it, and they do. They do. Propaganda is used to an incredible, incredible length today. Incredible length. Even the article I talked about last night, Owning the Weather, pure propaganda piece on behalf of the experts and the agenda, where they hype up uh, all the intensifying hurricanes. And you look at Noah's chart and they tell you that hurricanes have been down, actually down in frequency over the last 10 years. They don't mind lying straight to your face, these guys, to get their agendas through. Same with Mr. Allegory and all the rest of it. Straight to your face. Because after all, this is the big stick to control the entire planet and everyone's way of living. A new substitute for war. When you run out of countries to dominate, when we're all in the same bag together, they've got to have an enemy, common enemies. It's either enemies within terrorism or terrorism plus something else, something that every citizen can be pulled up on, contaminating something or exceeding a limit in carbon or whatever nonsense it happens to be. James I, you know, had an awful problem trying to get money, extra money and taxes from the British Parliament, even though it was all made up of it for different classes in those days. But he wanted money for his court and his little wars and things. And... and uh, he eventually got a tax passed, and it was called, at one point, the Fresh Air Tax. That's why if you go to England and you see the houses that are still remaining from those eras, you'll often see where windows were, and they're bricked off. That's so that they, could, they didn't have to pay all of the taxes. And I've called it the light tax. Depends on many window panes you had in the window. And the Fresh Air Tax, if you could actually open the window. And here they're at it again with carbon taxes. There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. It's a gas man. Here's an article here. They came out in response to a contradictory story. The story being that the Antarctic was melting and half of it just disappeared one day. And then they came up and said, oh my, my God, uh, I forgot to look the other way. It's actually grown in the other direction, you see. So this is a, 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 a sort of bandage story that came out of the Australian newspaper. 
That's in news.com.au. From Antarctic Routers, it says, Cool down, the ice is expanding in much of the Antarctic, the experts say, you know, the white-coated priesthood. I preferred it in Egypt. Ancient Egypt had three classes of priests. that subcategories, but the main three classes. You had the lunar, the solar, and you, you had the stellar cults. Today we have, oh, whole layers of experts. These magicians that tell us things that we're automatically supposed to believe and be terrified of their ominous predictions. Because that's how you control people with, with ominous predictions. So it says here, the eastern coast is getting colder. Western section remains a concern. Ice is expanding much of Antarctica, contrary to the widespread belief or public belief. Well, where did the public get that belief? That global warming is melting the continental ice cap. The results of ice core drilling and sea ice monitoring indicate there is no large-scale melting of ice over most of Antarctica, although experts are concerned at ice losses on the continent's western coast. That's why they have to go look east and say, my God, it's growing over there. Antarctica has 90% of the, ice, the Earth's ice and 80% of its fresh water. Australian reports extensive melting of Antarctic ice sheets will be required to raise sea levels substantially and ice is melting in parts of West Antarctica. The destabilization of the Wilkins Ice Shelf generated international headlines this month. That's when they tried to panic everybody. However, because of the contrary reports from other agencies, the picture is very different in East Antarctica, which includes the territory claimed by Australia. East Antarctica is four times the size of West Antarctica, and parts of it are cooling. Scientific Committee on Antarctic Research report prepared for last week's meeting of Antarctic Treaty Nations in Washington noted the South Pole had shown significant cooling in recent decades. Now, last night I mentioned an article from Obama, not from Obama, he even used in the terms, I, I try to dismiss the front men they put in in any country anymore because they really are irrelevant. They truly are. There's only one agenda going forth here. And that was to do with U.S. declares greenhouse gases that are a threat to public health, where the present front man in the U.S. is going along with all the other front men in every other country and ramming through all these laws on carbon dioxide and labeling five other gases that weren't pollutants before as new pollutants. Amazing stuff, these scientists, these priests, isn't it? But it's all for control, you see, because I remember going back, as I say, time after time to the book The First Global Revolution by the Club of Rome, which is the premier think tank that, that comes up with the initial ideas on how to control everyone in a global society. They decided war on something had to be found. And after looking at all things that you could have war on, they said man would have to be the enemy to control the society. So they came up with the idea of global warming, and man was a cause. Man was therefore the enemy. They said that would fit the bill. That's in their own book, written by the founders of it. And like all the other foundations that are funded by the big foundations, Rockefeller, etc., there's a whole mass of front foundations on every area of living. They also, the Club of Rome spawns off a couple of other major foundations and runs them too, like the Club of Budapest and so on. They're after your water and various other things that you need to live. No one votes these people in. They're not governments. 
So why is it that governments only listen to them? Well, as I say, this is the new democracy. The real democracy they're always meant to bring in. After they'd conned the public through world wars and many other wars in between. They're going to bring in a fair and just society. They just didn't expound it to the reality of it. You see, democracy is an elastic word. It's meant many things in many ages. Many things. And we're finding out now it means utter authoritarianism and micromanagement of everyone's lives, birth to death. Back with more after this break. I am Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. And I'm discussing really how reality is created intergenerationally. They always give us trial balloons of an idea and monitor our reactions to them. And that sinks into our heads with this little idea of a possibility. We don't really think much deeper than that, in fact. And we're not told to. That's why we don't think deeper. We need to be told, you see. The media understands this and those who run the media. But it's implanted in your mind, and then a little while later, a little more is added to it, and it becomes more familiar on a subconscious level. And then they bring out laws and so on, or the real thing, whatever it happens to be. And we're, somehow we're prepared for it. That's what you do. You just prepare the field before you plant. There's a lot of preparation to do when you want to make the herd move in a certain direction altogether, in the same boat, in the same, with the same opinions. It's very simple. I remember reading through the United Nations uh, and the founders of the United Nations books. Uh, lots of them were for sale at the end of World War II. And the guys who helped set it up with their beautiful dreams of utopias and managed populations and so on, where science would be brought to the top. And, of course, remember, too, we got into the history of the United Nations and the, the, who set them up and the big foundations that set them up and still run them. And they're all eugenic societies and international moneylenders, big bankers, 13 families and all, who lent to all nations. And it's never been described anywhere how come these 13 families have the rights to lend to nations or even why nations have the right on behalf of the people to put us all into debt when they borrow from these guys. Never explained to us. It's a big mystery. After thousands of years, it's a big mystery. And I'll tell you, it's just too complicated for simple old you to understand. It's a science, you see. It's more like a seance, really. Because I think a bunch of spirits must tell them what to do. Since no economist can ever straighten anything out when money goes off to money heaven, back to the spirits. Time after time. Getting back to my point, though. The world is run by chronology. Massive chronology. And it's true what Bertrand Russell said. He says that basically there was nothing so arrant, no religion so arrant that it couldn't be made the vast belief of the, the people by adequate government action. In other words, they can give us any kind of reality and we'll always think it's normal simply because it exists. Jack C. 
lulled back that up by saying, what do you want? A new generation, what do you want? He says, well, just look around you. It's what everyone else wants, a new generation. Where do you get what your wants from? It's all given to you. That's how simple it is. You get everyone moving along the same track, talking about the same things, as Brzezinski said, given them by the previous day's media. They all think they're sane because they judge each other by bouncing their thoughts off each other. And since they all are given the same thoughts to talk about, they must all be right. They're all agreeing with each other. Very simple. Very, very simple. The next step, of course, is to introduce cloned human beings into society. And we've had gradual preparation. We've had lots of sci-fi movies and novels and so on about this. And they gave us the nonsense with Dolly the Sheep. The intention was never to, to clone sheep. It was to clone people, of course, like all experimentation on animals is always about. And I'm sure they've done it long ago. But they must introduce it into this society and sit back. And with the Internet and everybody yapping every day to thousands of strangers, they can monitor if an idea is taking hold, if it's working. And here's an article that will be going, going across the Internet with millions prattling on about it. And they'll be monitored to, to see if it's ready or do, do we need more preparation for the new man coming in. It's from <clears throat> the Independence. Uh, I think it's from the 22nd of April, 2009. Fertility expert, I can clone a human being. Well, big deal. He won't be the first. I'm sure it was done long ago. This is an introduction, familiarity introduction to your subconscious. A controversial fertility doctor claimed yesterday to have cloned 14 human embryos that's pure cloning, copying of people who exist, and transferred 11 of them into the wombs of four women who had been prepared to give birth to cloned babies. Cloning was recorded by an independent documentary filmmaker who's testifying to the independent that cloning had taken place and that the women were genuinely hoping to become pregnant with the first cloned embryos specifically created for the purpose of human reproduction. And it goes on and on and on. And we'll wait and see if this is another hoax. Again, hoaxes can be used to familiarize you with an idea. We had that a few years ago with the Raelian movement, the race car driver who was some kind of uh, UFO um, contactee who was uh, speaking on behalf of uh, eugenicists, apparently, to breed a better stock of human beings. When they claimed that they had cloned uh, a child, and it was given birth to successfully. And that turned out to be a hoax as well. But these are just preparatory, or preparatory articles to familiarize you that it's inevitable. And the reason it's inevitable is because I'm sure at very high levels, you see, it's probably been done for years. We live in a different time frame of reality. We are given a different Plato's cave than those at the top. We are literally... We could even be centuries behind at this rate of so-called progress. Centuries. We're the last to know. And we'll be back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
cutting through the matrix, mentioning the fact that we're the last to know any real truth about anything. That's how deep this matrix is, and that's how far ahead it is, too. They can give us a different reality at the bottom level. Well, they're so far ahead on a higher level. I've still got articles here from old magazines in the 1950s, science magazines, where they were testing out flying saucers using atomic piles to drive the suckers in Nevada in the 1950s, the U.S. Air Force. And they kept crashing them. But uh, they're having a good bang for their buck and, and doing amazing things with them. So, of course, they came out with the UFO. It must be the aliens because we don't have them a few years later. Of course, folk didn't remember the original articles. We're so far behind in reality and every level, medical, you name it, that it really is like a, they're living in a, diff, it's a different species in a different time zone at the top. They have a lot of cures for real diseases, but they will not make them available to the public because, after all, depopulation is the mandate, if you haven't noticed the media over the last few years. So they could never, in fact, Russell and the Huxleys and all that ilk, the eugenicists that worked for the big think tanks and foundations, said that they, they regretted there wasn't another black plague, black death, to wipe out most of humanity. And they also said that if we, if we inoculate them with stuff that works, they're going to live longer. It's kind of contradictory to the agenda. We should think about it. What have they been injecting us with since we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker and our food is weaponized against us and people can't tolerate the food now since it's all GMO modified. But you don't see that happening to the big boys at the top or the Brzezinski's or the Kissinger's or the Maurice Strong's and all the, the, the rest of the old army running around the planet attending international meetings all the time and putting in 14 hours per day, often. They don't seem to come down with the aging diseases. I wonder why. I wonder why. We're kept in the past. Our reality is actually a, a past era, always, on every topic. Whenever they mention a breakthrough on something, they've done it long ago, or they're working on something and hope to one day, they've done it long ago on a much higher level much higher level. And I've noticed that time and time again. The longer you live, the more you see of that. We'll go to the callers now, and there's Junior from New York. Are you there, Junior? Hello, Junior. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, uh, <clears throat> I just want to say thank you for all the work that you've done. Um, you're a true spiritual warrior. I just had a couple of questions. Um, I, I was recently living in uh, South Lake Tahoe, California, and uh, the amount of spraying they do there is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I would look up every day, and at least four days to six days a week, there would be on a blue sky you could see at least anywhere from 10 to 15 chemtrails crisscrossed. Um, and I know that there's a, uh, an energy vortex there that the Washoe Indians used to use. And I was wondering if there's any correlation between the massive spraying, the harp, and the energy vortexes. And if they, because they, I know that these adepts know about the vortexes, and if they possibly use those to uh, 
inflict more damage. Mm -hmm. And also, um, you you say that they, and I, I, I believe you, that they want us to revolt and they want us to use violence and to have riots. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm just stumped as to what else we can do. I know. know. Yeah, I know. I mean, really, if, if that's just it. You can spread like bugs for 10 years and utter silences from the top. And uh, people, the medical establishment understand that all these cancers have gone up, bronchial problems, pneumonias, people are dropping dead of odd things. They know all this um, at the top. And, and it's only keeping the people happy and sucking their thumbs as we go through this that's keeping it's it amazing. going. It's it's incredible. I would mention it to people on the chairlift. I would say, do you see that in the sky? And they're like, what? I'm like, that huge chemtrail going across the sky. And they would just laugh, basically. Yeah. So I would just stop all efforts there. Once I get laughed at, I, I, I quit, you know? That's right. But Brzezinski was quite correct when he said in the 1970s that techniques of mind control were already being used on the, the public who would never realize it. And he said that they cannot do the reasoning anymore for themselves. They do expect the media to reason things out for them and to warn them. Because yeah. they believe it's an extension of their brain. I'm not kidding, they do. And if the media doesn't say anything, it cannot exist. Even if they see it, it cannot be important because the media, obviously being its guardian, would tell them. And that's why um, they can go as far as... I used to say that, that uh, they could eventually do the Beatles one now and give you tangerine skies, you know, and no yeah. one would notice because if the media doesn't say something odd's happening, the public won't either. They're too scared to uh, mention their own observations in case they're laughed at. Yeah. And now they're actually mentioning that they're using chemtrails, aren't they? They are mentioning it. They've been teaching the children in school books since 2001, and the parents didn't know. And now they're trying to get us familiarized, get, the, get the, the, the herd familiarized, the ones who laugh at you right now. They're familiarizing them with the idea of spraying to come, to come. That's how they're introducing it. They're eventually mm -hmm. thinking of spraying the skies and shooting stuff up. But they're not telling you they've been doing it for 10 years. Uh, what they do mention now is, is the legality that they should have done at the very beginning. They say that it will have dire and some uh, terrible consequences. They're talking about health, in other words. Right. Yeah. But it's you, not, again, it's nothing to do with global warming, saving. The, it's used as a ruse because if you go back to the writings of Teller, the H-bomb inventor, who came up with the idea of doing this very thing for weather control, for warfare purposes, but also in conjunction with HARP, where he said that secondary signals pig, piggybacking on the HARP along with this now um, basically magnetic sky yeah. and acts like a like um, a conduit, because it's a, it intensifies the ability for HARP to operate. They said, basically, you could, you could use mind control on the public and be utterly unaware of how they're forming their opinions or where even ideas are coming from. You could also sedate them, make them happy, uh, stimulate parts of the brain uh, um, using a certain frequency, and make them optimistic, or with another frequency, make them very depressed, suicidal, it's complete uh, mind control in a, in a sense. So that's it's the real reason for it. Yeah. it. yeah, but do you see, I'm just curious if you if you had any clue, because if, if, if other callers have mentioned in certain areas that there is more spraying in yeah. <clears throat> areas where there would be 
you know, um, a known energy vortex. I don't know if you believe in that stuff, but you know. Well, it isn't just the energy vortex. What you'll find, a lot of these places have uh, they have arrays of the harp type antenna somewhere right. out in the country. But they're also it's a place too where winds will sweep and, and swirl. That's the main thing because they're, they're using the jet streams to carry uh, the spray elsewhere. In fact, that was in the writings of. The, the treaty of the United Nations that they signed on weather warfare in the 70s that they could actually bring the jet streams down to the ground or they could also um, use the jet streams to distribute the actual spray across thousands of miles if they lay it heavily across certain areas. So that area will be, a, as you said, more of a, a, a turbine um, vortex where wounds will beat together, swirl, and go off on a certain tangent. Mm, I see. That, that's a strategic uh, value. Yeah. Right. So that would, that would explain the constant spray. Yeah. I had the metallic taste in my mouth for a few weeks. Yes. And I, I'm assuming it was from the chemtrails. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. <coughs> and uh, there's Derek from Philadelphia. Are you there, Derek? Hello, Derek. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, Alan. Uh, good to talk to you again. I hope everything's good. And uh, I wanted to talk about Plato, actually. He, uh, he wrote a book, or maybe he didn't even write it. Maybe someone else wrote it for him. But uh, it's about virtue. Uh, he, he invites one of his students, I guess, who happens to be a nobleman, and uh, basically comes to the conclusion after his talks, which it's, it's written in – I like the way it's written, actually, personally, but – it's written in such a way that uh, you come to a certain conclusion at the end, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the conclusion is that virtue can't be learned. Yeah. And uh, it's actually in masonry. You yes, were talking about, you know, masonry and virtue, if you could talk about that for a little bit. That's interesting. Yes, well, that is that's true. They had, uh, they had the so-called virtues, and that's all through the Masonic books, too. It was all through Gnosticism. It uh, took off again under Neoplatonism in Alexandria in the 3rd century AD. And that's really when the so-called mystery schools that were using sciences and an agenda started to, to really make themselves public. But you're quite right. They, that's really the start of the, the public um, announcements about what we would now call eugenics. Inferior types, superior men. And, well, in fact, Plato himself called the ordinary people the it's. He didn't call them humans. Well, he meant that in a certain way that's different than most people would interpret anyway. Yep. And I'm sure uh, we both can see it superficially that that's quite a rude and statement to say. Yep. But anyway, uh, I actually wanted to say about how in masonry the whole thing is about learning virtue and you become virtuous and you learn the virtue. But at the top level... I think they realize, just like with the Ten Commandments, they tell us to do these, do these things. But at the top level, the secret is that they don't actually believe or say anything that they tell the people, which is obvious to some people. But well, well you see, you have to go back into a precursor. Uh, see, masonry just came out of Rosicrucianism, which itself came out of Cathar and Albigensianism and the Bogomils. These were all the same outfits at one point that rivaled the Catholic Church at one point. That's why there was a crusade against them. Yes, yes. But uh, they, they had their own uh, um, groups and lay people, uh, but they also had their own priests who were perfecti. Now, you go back into ancient Gnosticism, you'll find there were perfecti there as well. 
thousands of years earlier. It's the same unbroken movement, you know. And yeah. again, it has all the Platonic ideas and Neoplatonic ideas of superior man and inferior man. Once you were perfected, the laws made for man no longer applied to you because you were as a god. Exactly. And so, and so in high masonry, it's exactly the same. Well, exactly. They don't even believe in a god. That's the first law they get us to believe, which they secretly do not actually believe themselves, mm -hmm. which is, I yeah. mean, maybe they try to portray it, obviously, but... Yeah, that, you see, they had to always, throughout time, they had to adapt to, to the dominant religion so they could avoid persecution. Mm -hmm. And so they always brought in whatever prevalent, I mean, Franklin said it himself, he says, if I'm in the Middle East, I'm a Muslim. If I'm in England, I'm a Christian. In other words, he's telling you wherever he is, he'll adopt, at the appearance sakes, at least for appearance sakes, the religion of that country at the time. There's no problem with it at all. Well, I definitely see what you're saying. And just specifically with people like Franklin, you mentioned a lot, and Plato, they're just people, to me personally, that I've, I don't know, learned a little bit about internally, but uh, it's hard to even explain to another person, as you would know. Yes. But they seem to be working in in the system for place there, perhaps, by their God, you know, mm -hmm. that they believe in to put these truths out. And, you know, they obviously have to maneuver their way through. And as you said, Plato, he was, like, going to be killed and stuff, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he was part of a school under Socrates that uh, and, and Benjamin Franklin raised well. and, and, and gave oaths to cause a rebellion and overthrow the established order well, by it, using the youth, yeah. It just seems to me these evil people, or, you know, these demonic people, basically, that's the only way you can explain it, they're not actually capable of bringing down truth themselves. They just steal little tidbits from other people. You know what I mean? That's it. They, they, they understand the psychology of the masses. You're perfectly right there, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to just bring that up a little bit, and uh, you're having a great show as usual, so have a good night. Thanks for calling. Yeah, they're, they're elitists, and, and it's astonishing to, to read the old books and see how, just how elitist they were. And it ties in perfectly with what we have today. We don't have the politicians even playing the game anymore or pretending uh, that they're really um, speaking for you or thinking of you. They don't even bother now. We're being dictated to. Openly, if you, if you haven't noticed the change, you, then you haven't noticed much at all. We're being dictated down to by an oligarchy, uh, with experts always backing them on whatever topic, a priesthood on whatever subject is backing them. And that's the new authority. We have no say in the matter at all. And just like Lenin said, they said all the services, that's police, medical, everything, children's aid, these will all become authorities to control the people. Said that a hundred years ago. And here we are, living through it right now. And people are just accepting it because... Little by little, little, incrementally, they've been taught this is the new normal way. And the longer you allow it to go on this way, the more normal it will be. Now we'll go to uh, Elizabeth from Washington. Are you there, Elizabeth? Yes, I am. Hello, yes. Alan. How are this you? Is in, this is very well. This is indeed a pleasure. Uh, I don't normally get to listen live. In fact, I, I, I even had to just come in and uh, dial direct. And, uh, and and try and, and try and get on. Um, um, yeah, but I've just been listening to the last ten minutes and and um, and nodding my head uh, uh, along the way. Um, and 
I just wanted to mention there's a, there's a really great website called chemtrails911.com, and, and that has an, an awful lot of, of information on it um, uh, about uh, the chemtrails and the weather warfare and, and yeah. uh, the, the, uh, the, the literature that they're giving the children in the uh, early science, science years. Um, yeah. You know, about the chemtrails and the U.S. Air Force 2525. That's right. And um, also NASA put out a documentary that's been shown for children in school uh, telling oh. that these chemtrails <laughs> will see more and more of them because they're normal. <laughs> well, well, that's really what pushed me um, to, to make this call today and not, and not sort of uh, shy away as I, as I, as I usually do. Uh, for many, for, for much, for many, many times. Mm-hmm. But uh, today, um, I actually, I live in a sort of medium-sized town between two large cities. The, both the cities, they get chemtrailed um, uh, regularly, obviously. However, where I am today, I saw my first chemtrail mm-hmm. in in action. The crisscross, how. Um, uh, you know, and then it, then it all merging together, yep. and uh, how uh, a perfectly blue sky, you know, um, uh, within the space of um, uh, an hour had, had had just sort of melded into into the usual streaks. And yep. um, prior to that, in in at the sunset, I could I can look out out, and I can see the harp. I can yes. see the harp vibrating through... Yeah, hold on a minute, and we'll go into that, because I was wanting to talk about the vibrations that are coming out now. Okay. Hold on after, till after this break. Back in a minute. I am Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, and we've got Elizabeth from Washington. And you're saying there, Elizabeth, about the the ripple uh, effect you're seeing in the clouds. Yes, in the uh, at the sunset normally, and of course there's a, a slight sort of uh, the metallic discoloration around the edges of the of the um, of the clouds at yeah. sunset. But um, uh, you, you you know you you can look at. Uh, uh, the sky overall, and you can see the clouds themselves rippling yes. with the frequency itself. That's right. I've seen it often last year in the summer. I sat one night to, to well, sat one morning, three in the morning, watching it for a few hours, and it literally was like playing a piano across the sky, just mm-hmm. back and forth. And uh, it, was, it was all uh, uh, timed, of course, perfect timing, and uh, like a beat and uh, I've seen it during the day too recently. I've got photographs from California came in just uh, in the last few days with the same phenomena. And so they're using all of this high technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 uh, um, the guy yesterday that uh, sort of remarked that, you know, he felt uh, all exits were closed and it was a done deal. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm one of those people, unfortunately, in his court. Yes. We're the, um, as I say, we're the last to even know what's really been going on on any level. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't get through to anybody anyway. I mean, yes. um, I've done my uh, DVDs and and uh, and, and um, I, I, the, the only one that I've had any <clears throat> look with this at all is something called um, uh, oh, yeah, I want to say, uh, the. Um, 
the mon uh, the mon not the money. Oh, it, it's a history regarding uh, the Bank of England and yeah. uh, Battle of Waterloo and going mm-hmm. through um, uh, to um, uh, the, the the illegal IRS and the Fed and, and, and what yes. have you. So it's about a th- three hour um, long. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but um, uh, one or two people have uh, have taken that on board. Uh, but w- when I get into um, a- anything else, I mean, it's it it it, it, it they they just um, yeah, it's unbelievable uh, to them. Yeah, yeah, it it really is. And and then the the young man that was just talking to uh, about the Cathars and uh, the Burger yeah. Mills, um, I always thought that. Well, not always. I mean, just in a couple of recent years, that 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 actually kicked off the Inquisition. It, it certainly helped. It came out of Spain uh, with Kabbalah mixed with reincarnation, in fact, and what the you, idea. What do, you, what do you think those guys might have, you know, had something to do with ki- kicking off the, that, the actual in- Inquisition? Yeah, it, it was. It was responsible for kicking it off. Uh, it took a long time to spread into witch hunts, and uh, before before that, it was literally into. Uh, something the Catholic Church were astonished by to, to realize that what they thought was Arianism and the old heresies that they thought were dead in the second, third century AD had somehow come down through the centuries and it was alive and well and, and very prosperous, in fact. Yeah. He, he say is alive and well. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and then uh, when we talk about Teller, uh, does Teller get a lot of his stuff from Tesla? I am sure, oh yes, they have to use Tesla's patents, etc., for the standing wave, and that's, that's acknowledged even by the present harp technology um, yeah, that fights across yeah. the world, yeah. Yeah, um, God help the youth, you know, it, it, know. it's just a very good friend of mine, her, her grandson has just been diagnosed with severe autism. Yes, yeah, I know. But uh, thanks for calling in, Elizabeth. And that's Thank music you. for the end of the show, and I couldn't get to Dan or Bill, but uh, maybe call in tomorrow, and I'll, I'll catch you then. From Hamish myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God, or your God's, go with you.